Welcome to the LC Parent Podcast, where we get real about the struggles, victories, and laughs we share as parents. All right. Parents, let me just tell you right now, we are struggling to get this podcast started. We are having so much fun right now just <laughs> thinking about how obsessed we are with what it is that we get to do. I'm Ali Evans, and I am the... I don't know what my title is, but... The Supreme Overlord of Families at Life Church. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. (laughs) And that's not not my title, but I get to be a part of leading the next gen, which essentially at Life Church, that means anything related to life kids, anything related to Switch, which is all of your teenagers and our internship program. And I'm sitting here with a couple of people that have been on the team forever, and they are equally obsessed uh, as I am, and so many of us are here at Life Church about leading the emerging generation. James Meehan, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Woo! And <laughs> uh, Justin Edge. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Justin is part of leading the Life Kids team. So through all of the campuses, and then James is the content creator, essentially, for everything related to Switch. And it packs so much more than that as well. And honestly, parents, we've been talking so much about Life Church. When I think back, I've been on the team for 22 years. So when I think back to the earliest days of coming on the team, I can remember our kids' ministry and student ministry, two completely different worlds, different types of leadership. Pastor Craig was so passionate back then that we had unity, that we, the way that we operated in kids' and student ministry supported you, supported parents. And he didn't get in the weeds. He didn't want to be the guy making the decision. He trusted us, but he said, listen, we got to elevate parents. We have to elevate families, and we're going to be the church who is obsessed with leading the emerging generation and partnering with parents. And so just know that that's the kind of church you're a part of, that our leadership is very concerned. We've always had the budget that we need. We've always had the staff that we've needed to do what it is that we need to do. And so we're going to talk to you today. There's so many of you guys who are new to Life Church. Maybe you're new to our LC Parents Facebook group. There's many of you guys who have joined that group, and you're just sort of getting connected to what it is that Life Church does as it relates to leading kids, partnering with you, all of those kinds of things. So we're going to talk about that today. And well, I'm going to say, like, kind of going back in the day, we're talking about what Pastor Craig had wanted. When you think about Life Kids and Switch, you may think, oh, that's the kids' ministry and the youth ministry, but it really is like one big ministry. What I mean by that, it's like, you'll see the similarities in Switch, you'll see in Life Kids. Right. Video teaching, worship together, small groups, conversation, time of the content, community. And so we really start even at the youngest age of two years old. So whenever you see your kids in Life Kids, you're seeing them have fun and you're seeing small groups and you're seeing biblical teaching, have all those things are happening as well as Switch. You go to Switch on a Wednesday night, you're going to see fun, you're going to see hype, you're going to see energy. But when you're picking up your kids, they're coming out of a small group. They're coming out of a conversation. So I I love Pastor Craig's leadership in that way to be able to do that. And honestly, Allie, you've, you pioneered the way to help allow all of our parents, including my kids and, and James' kids, to be able to experience that. So it's, it's a ton of fun. It really is. I, I, I kind of want to explain just the basics because many of you, again, are so new. You may not understand really what these ministries are and how they operate. First of all, I think the thing that's incredibly important for you to know is that Life Kids, which is birth through sixth grade, happens on the weekend, every service, with the, the exception of a couple in our college towns. 
and then switch is on Wednesday nights, sixth grade to 12th grade. And that's the primary audience of that ministry. Those ministries are led by thousands of volunteers. Yeah. So these are people who are not paid. They're not on some sort of rotation. Hey, you're a parent, (laughs) right? Have you ever heard of those at other churches and things? Which is great. It's a great strategy for finding volunteers. But these are people who have said, I care about the emerging generation. I want to make an impact. Many of them have a story of their own where it's like, I was part of a great kids ministry. I was part of a great student ministry. I had a mentor who mentored me all the way through high school and is still a part of my life today. I want to be a part of that for other kids. And I think that that's really important for you all to know that thousands and thousands of volunteers literally are leading the ministry that your kids are a part of. And I know that too, many of you are on that volunteer team. So you're, you're kind of doing both. James, Justin, and I all also serve in the ministry as volunteers, which is the joy of my life. So I much absolutely fun. love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so volunteer-driven. Justin mentioned a little bit, we're super passionate about small groups. Every single kid is in a small group. And we want to share with you just a little bit about our the journey that we want to take kids on. I think that most of you, anecdotally, I hear from parents all the time, I trust our church. I know that whatever is happening in Life Kids is good. My kid is memorizing scripture. They talk about their church friends. I know some of their leaders. My teenagers in Switch are forever being invited to engage in local mission opportunities. They're starting clubs in their school to lead people to jail. You trust us, but I think many of you may not know what is the intention like? What is the journey, the spiritual journey that we're taking your kids on? And we, we hope that it, there are many places where you feel partnered with after you hear this. And then also, man, we'd love to hear from you. Your kid's pastor and your youth pastor would love to hear from you. Yeah. What are ways that we can support you? So, James, talk to us a little bit about our spiritual formation strategy, which sounds so formal. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's just the journey. Talk to us right. about that. Yeah, I mean, what I think is really cool about our church is we are one church in multiple locations. Right. We're one church meeting multiple generations. Mm. And mm. what we do in Life Kids and Switch is the same thing on the weekend. It's the same journey. Yeah. We're in right. a journey of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Good. In Life Kids, we're leading kids to become fully devoted followers of Christ. In Switch, we're leading students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Yep. But as a church, this is our commitment, and it has been from the very beginning. Like, we have decided that we're going to do all of it. The whole journey, the beginning, the middle, <laughs> and the end. Because it's not just leading people to make a decision yeah. to follow That's Jesus. That's good. But it's to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Yep. And that is the journey. Now, again, that's super big picture. You've probably heard it. We've talked about it many times. But for us, what that really looks like comes back to the words of Jesus. So in Mark chapter 12, Jesus has asked the question, what is the greatest command in all of the law? And Jesus being Jesus brilliantly sums up the entire Bible in two commands. The greatest command is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so we would say that a fully devoted follower of Christ, whether they're a kid, student, or an adult, is somebody who loves God with all they are, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loves others the same way that Jesus loves them. And so that is the end we have in mind. That is the journey we are trying to take our kids and our students on. And we want to partner with you along the way. Now, we say that the way that we do that is by bringing them in, building them up, training them, and sending them out. Good. Which is just life church language for sure. the Great Commission. Yeah. Once again, Matthew 28, Jesus says, go into all the world 
and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Here's the good news. I'm with you every step of the way. And so what we want to do is we want to bring kids and students into the church and introduce them to Jesus. We want, the, we want to build them up to know who Jesus is and what that means for them. We want to train them to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then we want to send them out to be missionaries who do the same for others. And we would say that we know this is happening. We know that we're yeah. actually accomplishing this when kids and students know who God is. Yeah when they know who they are because of Jesus, when they're living in biblical community and when they're using their gifts to make a difference in the world. That's really good. Wow. James is so good at that. Well it's, said. It's as if he <laughs> creates content or something. It's almost like <laughs> my job. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, that is, it is really good though to hear that. I, I am a, a person of simplicity and I feel like Pastor Craig is too. So it's great that we have that kind of like, there's no reason to make this any more complicated than what you just described that came straight out of scripture. Yeah. And so that's what we do. I wanna talk a little bit about that that journey. You talk about bring in, build up, train, and send out. We've had so many great conversations just in the last six or eight months. I don't know whether our ears are more perked for this or what, but man, young people yep. are making a difference. 100%. They're not waiting to be 100%. 25 or 35. To say, you know what, I now I can realize the gifts that God has given me and I can go activate. You know, we have so many stories. I always go back to Remy, great life kids oh, story. Yeah. Remy's a South amazing. Broken Arrow. Yes, yeah, South Broken Arrow. Yeah. Tell that story. Yeah. So earlier this year, I guess in the back half of twenty twenty three, we really talked and challenged our kids how they can make a difference, not just in their home, not just their community, but across the globe. And inside of that, we really encourage our kids to how they can make a difference in ending Bible poverty. And we really challenged and partnered up with YouVersion to really work on kids getting God's Word in other people's hands. So they're going to giving uh, to YouVersion and specifically around Bible translation. And kudos to all you parents who really took that vision from the kids that brought it home and really work to give, but not just give, but to talk about it, pray about it, and so forth. But anyways, the, the fun story about Remy is Alex Hammers, our kids pastor there, and he was sharing the story with us that Remy took this thing so to heart that she went to her local community and downtown district and started selling bracelets. And in selling these bracelets, she gave uses an opportunity to talk to people about why she wanted to make a difference and talked about how the Bible... And she wants to make a difference in getting the Bible translated into uh, different languages across the world. And so Remy raised quite a bit of money and worked with her mom and dad and worked with her siblings. And she was able to consistently give each week towards that. And that story has inspired so many other people. And to see them still continually trying to find ways to right. make that difference. Like second, third grade. Yeah, super she young. Is yeah, so passionate that... She was blown away that there were kids on her planet who didn't have a portion of the Bible in their language. It's yeah. like mind-blowing for her. So when we undersell a child and say, mm. oh, they don't get it, you know, their their passions, their gifts, those things will form up later. And we're really short-selling. Yeah. And Remy's mom was so supportive, which I think is probably one of the, the key factors is that 100%. Remy couldn't drive herself downtown, yeah. Broken Arrow, and sell those bracelets. She needed her mom to support her. I was thinking about, we've talked about this so much. There's so much great research out there. You know, you guys who are listening, you are parents who care deeply about yeah. your kids' spiritual growth. You want your children to be successful, whatever that may mean for your family dynamic. 
but I believe that that all of us, what we want more than anything is for our kids to know and love and serve Jesus for the rest of their lives. All the rest of that stuff can kind of fall away and break <laughs> apart and all those things. But, you know, Jesus, um, Jesus is always with us. And yeah. so when a one of the things that some of the uh, research shows us is that a child who has a parent who is pursuing Jesus themselves, serving in community, biblical community, all of those things, when a parent is pursuing Jesus and is active in their own discipleship journey, the trajectory, the spiritual trajectory of yeah. a child in that home is so much greater than a child who unfortunately doesn't have that sort of support. Yeah. Now, we know that God can do whatever he wants to do with any child. So I'm sure. not saying that a child who doesn't have that can't do miraculous things. So just, again, those of you, just kudos to you all listening that that's you. You're, you are those parents who are providing that kind of support. You're, you understand the value of regular church attendance. So many of you are in life groups. You're looking for life groups. You're starting life groups because you understand the value of being in biblical community where you're praying for one another, where you're iron sharpening iron, you're serving together, you're leaning in, being vulnerable, sharing the, the deepest things. I mean, that's how God created us. He created us to pursue him in the context of relationships. And so many of you guys have great serving stories. You're serving in our church. If you find yourself in a position where one of those things is not something that you're actively engaged in, I, mean, I, I just want to encourage you, like, let God change your life by serving, inviting people to church, attending consistently. Just watch, hide and watch what God does yep. when you do those things. But anyway, you know, you talked about send out, James. Yep. And I think that a lot of times when we use that, that language is kind of internal at like church. We are starting to share that a little bit more in different pockets externally. When we say send out, oftentimes people think that means send away. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. we talk yeah, about... Yeah. Like leaving or going yes, away. Yes, yeah. you know, like yeah. at the end of your 12th grade year, if we're doing this thing right, we're going to send, send you out. out. You've got to go yep. to, you know... I, I used to name cities like Des Moines or Albuquerque because those were cities where we didn't have Life Church campuses, but can't yeah. do that anymore. We're everywhere. <laughs> we're everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like send you out to some, some city to, to go do whatever. But at the end of the day, sending out yep. simply means you are equipped. You're ready. It doesn't mean that, you know, you know every verse of scripture. It doesn't mean that you've had every experience. You could be Remy in yeah. second or third grade and making it there. Remy is sent out. Yep. Yep. She understands I am equipped with passions. She was torn up. Yeah. She couldn't understand how there, how was the Bible not in everyone's language? That seems yeah. crazy. Yeah. She had passions. She has this gift of making bracelets. She had the support of her mom. And she raised hundreds, maybe even closer to a thousand dollars. That's it was all multiple hundreds. <laughs> and and she's kind of yeah. Her example is feeding people who are like looking on her aunts, uncles, who knows in her life who may not be believers, who are saying, "Wow, look at the difference she's making at her age." So, James, talk a little bit more about how some of our content and some of that structure, our intentionality, how we hope that that drives students closer to an understanding about who they are, who God is, and how they can use their gifts. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's the whole idea of, like, we often learn best by doing the thing well, and yeah. then by sharing with others. Like, like actually, when you are teaching other people the things that you've learned, you learn it better. When you are doing the things that you're being taught, all of a sudden, it's not just, like, this idea rumbling around in the yeah. noggin. Like, you put hands and feet to it. And it's, it's almost like that's how we become the hands and feet of Jesus. And what I love so much is the stories of young people who are doing exactly that. Like we mentioned it, Remy and Life Kids. I had a youth pastor message me last night talking about two of the high schoolers at their campus 
who started a Bible study at a coffee shop that they're inviting their friends to because these friends maybe, you know, aren't ready to come to life church. Sure. But they're young and they're curious about the bigger questions of life. There's That's a good. meaning crisis that is affecting the next generation. A what? A, a meaning crisis. That's good. There's a crisis of meaning. Like they don't yeah. know why they're here or That's what good. they were put on this earth for. Yeah. yeah. And these young people are discovering, oh, I'm here to love God with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength yeah. and to love others the way that he's loved me. Dude, I want to tell other people about it. Right. And I could be doing what the stereotypical thing is and just sitting in my room scrolling TikTok. But actually, I'm going to wake up, go to this coffee shop, invite my friends to open up a Bible. Preach it. And read about Jesus, yep. the dude yep. who changed everything. And what I think is so beautiful is that is exactly what we're talking about when we say that the next generation are not the leaders of tomorrow. Yeah. They're the leaders of today. Right. That there is influence God has placed inside them that is meant to be used today. It's been happening in our church since the very beginning. And we know that it's going to continue to happen. And yeah. when that happens, they're being sent out. And their example is actually bringing other people in. Yeah. They're doing the exact same thing that Jesus' first disciples did and that disciples have done for the last 2,000 years. And, and that's how the church grows. Yeah, gosh. I think it's important to like, what I want to do for like even my kids is I want to pay attention to the small glimpses when they say things around oh, caring for others or being sympathetic or uh, inviting or whatever it may be. So I just encourage you as a parent, pay attention to those little things that your kids may be saying Whenever they come out of life, kids, they come out of switch. And then how can you capitalize on it? It's really good. Because it's like, if they're like, I wonder how we can, like, yes, let's let's work <laughs> on that, you know? Yeah. Because they may try to figure, they're, they're trying to figure out how to invite someone, but they may not have the words yeah. how to invite. Hey, come to church with me. That's an invite, you uh, know? Yeah. So whatever it may be, I just encourage you as a parent, man, as you're, as you're listening, as you're talking to them, engaging, have the eyes to see and ears to hear. What are they excited about? Because there are Remy's out there, there's kids out there that may not be able to drive, but want to do local mission work. They want to be in the community. They want to serve others. They want to invite people. And you can really capitalize on that and put fuel on that fire. That's good. So, Listen, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. So you guys know I'm kind of on round number two of kids. So I've got a ten year old, a four year old that live with me now after I've already raised my adult kids. And I, I'll be real. There are times when I, I, I don't want to, there's not energy. There's no time to respond to the, hey, what if we sure. helped people do blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I, I think where I land in that is that's not about their curiosity or it's me. Sure. Where am I in my own faith journey? Yeah. When I find myself not being willing to stoke the fire of curiosity sure. that Charlie or Antonella may have when they say, gosh, what if we helped people? You know, Charlie is served out at the food bank and he came back so stoked. And I'll be honest, in the middle of, you know, post Thanksgiving, prior to Christmas, the season is so busy. My initial human reaction was, oh, buddy, we've already got so much on our plate, you know, because he was like, how can we do more? What can we do? <laughs> and then I had to recognize, you know, where am I? Where am I in my desire to uh, follow Jesus, serve others, use my gifts, all those kinds of things. And it was a great check for me. Yeah. Like in this case, it was like, let Charlie lead you. Yep. He was leading me. Come on. Because in that yeah. moment, I was like, oh, man. You know? <laughs> and so like as parents, let's not be afraid to let our, our kids' curiosity, their difficult questions like yeah. James was mentioning, like let those things lead us and inspire us back to Scripture, yeah. back to the Word, back to our biblical community where we're leaning in and yeah. being the example. 
so that our kids don't have to figure it all out after they taint after high school, sure. like so many statistics show, right? I hear a lot from parents, and oftentimes in the LC Parents Facebook group, just anecdotally on the weekend, you guys do too. There are so many parents, so many of us raising kids that there are a few common things we're struggling with. Our kids are really struggling with their friendships, right? How do I choose my friends? We know that, what does Pastor Craig say? You're the average of your five closest friends. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so our kids struggle with friendships. We're, we all worry about, was my kid not social enough? Are they yeah. too bossy? And then they get into high school and then all of a sudden everyone else has been invited to the party but my kid. And we know that kids struggle with how to choose friends. Ultimately, oftentimes that has to do with them struggling with who they are. Who am I? What is my identity? And Justin, talk a little bit, if you will, about the strategy, kind of the intentionality around the bulk of the way that we create our content. There are those big questions. Who yeah. am I? How do I choose friends? Yeah. What, do I, what do I do? What do I believe? What do I believe about God? Like, what, is, what are the, the big things that we toggle all of our teaching on? Yeah, I think for us, it's obviously we talk about small groups. We know small groups are teaching God's word. We want to point people. We want to point our kids to spiritual disciplines. We want to help them understand salvation and following Jesus, and as, as James talked about just a moment ago, that there's actually eight different guiding questions that we're processing and thinking about throughout the year so we can help your kids answer some of these questions. And I'll kind of read through them just so you can understand a bit more. We can talk about it. The first one is, who is God? Second one was, who does Jesus say I am? First of all, right there, to kind of a little bit of a tangent, it's huge because culture is trying to tell our kids one thing, but it's not quite what Jesus is telling us who we are. And so if we can allow our kids to walk away out of life, kids, and switch, understanding that Jesus calls them confident, Jesus calls them forgiven, Right. we're going to keep on going. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, the third one is, who are my friends? Exactly what you talked about. And in these things that we're talking about, as I'm constantly derailing myself here, obviously, like, who are my friends? We have passionate small group leaders and Life Kids pastors who yeah. want them to understand Life Church is a safe place to understand who are my friends, and we're going to help model that in a community. The fourth one is, what is my purpose? What is the Bible? What is the gospel? And we talked about this, James, a little bit. You just mentioned about reading God's Word. How do I follow Jesus and live like Him? And that's where you have those communities that happen in Life Kids, happen in Switch, but they also happen at a coffee shop. And then what is faith? And so, like, as a Life Kids team and as a Switch team, as a Life Church ministry, we want to make sure that that is, you understand, that's our promise to you. We want your kids to think about those questions and we want to help them answer their que- answer those questions yeah. as we an leave. Answer. And there is an answer. Right. And right. it's, you know, like TikTok will tell your kids yeah. 80 million different things. You own your own truth. There's all oh sorts gosh. of truth. We yeah. each have our own individual yeah. truth. James, I want you to address that because as our content person and really the teacher on our team, what are your thoughts on that? This just sort of everyone has their own truth. Just find your truth. Podcast just got extended by 35 minutes. (laughs) I'll make it it real quick. Here's the thing that I think is a very interesting pattern is that as human beings, we are so afraid to be wrong that we would rather resort to relativism. So relativism is the belief that all truth is relative, that there is no absolute truth. There is no absolute right and wrong, but there is no black and white. It's all just different shades of gray. 
And I think what you see is a society that is so insecure because we don't have a foundation we're standing on that everybody is so terrified of being wrong that we just assume there now is no right and wrong. And so, so literally, like truth yeah. has been removed from the vocabulary right. of young people. And we want to do everything we can to put truth back into their hands. Yeah. And, and, and when I say that, that doesn't mean that it's theirs to mold as they see fit. No, no, it's yours to grab onto because truth is always going somewhere. Yeah. And if you follow truth where it leads, it will bring you to Jesus because he is truth in human form. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through him. He is the right. author of everything. And so everything that is good and true and beautiful always points back to him. And so this is okay. the thing where we're going to just speak real directly yep. to certain things to help our young people understand this is who Jesus is. There's other things we're not going to talk about all the time right. because it's a tangent. It could be helpful. It could That's be important. Good. But more than anything, we want to be focused on who is Jesus really? Who does he say that we are? And how does that change everything about the way that we live? And it quite simply changes everything, everything. Right. about yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The truth is so many of our kids are confused. Right. Why wouldn't they be when every single voice other than the voice of Jesus tells them 50,000 different ways to view themselves, to view yeah. God, the creator, creation. Like, why wouldn't you be confused? Right. So when, when scripture tells us that the truth sets us free, yeah. it's true. It's actually better when there's a thing, right? Yeah. Simplicity. So anyway, I love, I love what, what you're saying there. I think it's so important. And part of my encouragement, again, is when your kids are exposed to that teaching every single week, and then every week, parents, you can count on the fact that there is supplemental resourcing for you to grab a hold of. Yep. Our LC Switch YouTube channel is loaded with great content, great teaching. I'd like for you to go watch it. It's good quality teaching that you know you can count on to be leading your child to the truth. Yep. Live Kids, tons of great resources. Again, YouTube, the Live Kids channel, but every kid walks away with a few questions. You should be getting an email every week yep. from Live Kids with real specific questions, yep. scripture memory, all of those sorts of things. There, I believe in every single Switch series, there is a version Bible reading plan. Yep. Same thing is true in Life Kids. Yep. If you feel like you're short on resources during the week, because what spiritual growth can't be for your child is one hour on Sunday or an hour and a half on Wednesday. That can't be it. And we find so many kids actually are really taught the YouTube channels and stuff. We see in kids specifically, they walk out of Life Kids and they're hungry for more content. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so they'll go, they'll check out The Loop Show. They'll yeah. check out Connect. Yeah. They'll watch like the Bible app for kids, it's all those great things. And the email you talked about, Allie, man, if you're checking your kids in Life Kids, man, check your email. As soon as you, Sunday night, you're getting an email with those questions. So do not ignore that. It is a fantastic resource. And you mentioned, uh, I think you said the life.church slash parents page. No, or I did not. The website, life.church slash parents. It is a central hub full of all the things that we're talking about that will point you there. And it's a great resource for you, and it's a great resource to pass along as well if you're looking for those additional things. And like you said, every campus has a kids pastor, a youth pastor, and a trusted small group leader who's equally passionate about your kids. Yeah.
That's true. Like, I feel like we could, we literally could talk for another two or three hours, but that would be doing a real disservice. But I think more than anything, what I, what I want to make sure parents that you're hearing is that we care about you. Yeah. We obviously care deeply about the emerging generation. We care about your kids. Like I said, we're serving as volleyball. This is how we give our time yeah. is to engage in the ministry. And we love your kids, but man, in the same way, we love you. And we know uh, we're all parents here. And we know that parenting's tough, man. Yeah. It is really hard because while you're parenting, you also have a full-time job. Yeah. And your spouse may or may not have a full-time <laughs> job. And you're trying to, you know, manage your yard or your house or you're dealing with your own ill parents or like our lives are full and it can get really, really, really complicated. We care about you. And what we want for you is for you first to be leaning in to the perfect love of Jesus. Come on. To feel 100% supported by your church. We want you to have a meaningful, small yeah. group yeah. of other adults, parents, maybe some couples are a few years older than you or people that are a little bit further along in their walk with Christ than you that can lead you along, encourage yeah. you, build you up, and challenge you. And that's what we want. We want that for you. So we want to support you not only in how we love your kids, but how we love you. Man, I hope that you all are feeling encouraged. I hope you feel like you know a little bit more about your church and the way that we do love and we love you. Be sure to connect. We want you to connect with your kids pastor and your youth pastor. Again, yeah. so many studies show us that that is a critical relationship yep, yep. for a family is the relationship between the parent and the kids or the youth pastor. Yep. So we want you to know who those folks are at your campus and they want to know you. Yep. So, all right. Thank you guys so much for spending time with me and we'll see you guys this week at church.